If you appreciate the information that is on this show and you think that it can help other veterans throughout the United States, share the site, veteransimpact.com. If you are someone with the financial means to support the show, please consider donating so that we can continue putting out this work. You can visit veteransimpact.com forward slash sponsors. The financial help will go directly back into the show by allowing us to purchase ad time, advertise for the show, travel to collect intel, and give back to other veterans who may be in need. If you would like to sponsor the show, meaning you would like to advertise on our show, please email info at veteransimpact.com. Here's the bonus. For every $100 that you spend advertising with us, we will put 10% of that ad revenue toward helping a veteran-owned business brand themselves. That means that up-and-coming veteran entrepreneurs who have little to no marketing budget will be able to benefit and reach our listeners and followers as well. So not only are you helping yourself, but you are also helping us continue this show and helping a veteran by affording them the opportunity to get a leg up for success. That's it. Veterans, you've got your DD-214, now what? Join Reveille Joe on the Veterans Impact Radio Show as we discuss benefits, stories from the battlefield, financial advice, and events that will plug you and your family into the community. As veterans, we will provide the knowledge to help prepare you for a new mission, a successful civilian life. Whether you're a jarhead, zoomy, squid, coasty, or grunt, you're one of us now. A United States military veteran. And now your hosts, Matthew O'Dell and Zachary Sarge Bell. Welcome back to the Veterans Impact Radio Show. Today we have Scott Lombardo, a six-degree black belt in American Ishinru Karate. He founded VMAT in January of 2015 in an effort to give back to the 117,000 veterans in the state of New Hampshire. Grandmaster Ernie Temple, a veteran of the United States Army and Scott's instructor of 25 years, has always stressed that we give back to the martial arts what we gain from it. After surviving cancer over 20 years ago with less than a 10% chance of coming out alive, he made a promise to himself that he would one day offer the opportunity of physical, mental, and spiritual balance to others, free to veterans. And that time is now. Scott, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, guys. I appreciate the opportunity. So tell us a little bit about Ishinru Karate, American Ishinru Karate. Okay, um... American Ishinru Karate, uh, Ishinru Karate originated in Okinawa, um, and there were five different gentlemen from the Marine Corps that studied over there with the uh, founder. Uh, his name was Tatsuo Shimabuku, uh, born in 1908, and these five Marines studied with him in the mid-50s. Um, when they left the Marine Corps, they came back to different areas of the U.S., um, and brought Ishinru Karate back to the United States. Uh, one of those gentlemen's name was uh, Don Nagel, and he landed back in New Jersey where he was from, and my instructor, who is now the grandmaster of uh, Ishinru Karate in the U.S., studied with him and basically Americanized the style of Ishinru to become a more proficient fighting style uh, here in America, incorporated some jujitsu techniques, joint locking, things that were very effective for self-defense, um, but also, you know, continue to, to carry with that the culture and philosophy and the meditative properties of karate and where it originated. So when you decided that you wanted to be a part of this martial arts, how did you decide between 
Ishinru or Amer- American Ishinru and the various other uh, practices? I, I have to say I was pretty lucky, uh, and it and it fell in my lap. You know, it's uh, I grew up. You know, my parents when I was younger I had two choices. You know, I, I said I want to play a musical instrument and I want to study martial arts, and my parents said pick one, and I picked a musical instrument when I was younger. So I didn't start really getting involved in karate until, uh, until I was an adult. And just like music, uh, it's, it's, there's a lot of great musicians and there are a lot of great martial artists, but there are not as many great teachers. At least that's what I have found. And, uh, I had a friend who worked in a hospital as a security guard uh, my instructor was teaching passive restraint at the hospital, so they found a they learned a way to restrain patients without doing physical harm. Uh, and you know, I was on a an odd path. I'd broken up with a girlfriend, and the guy said, "Hey, if you're looking for something to do, you should come down and study karate with us." And I did. Let's break some boards. Yeah, let's break some boards. Exactly. Man. <laughs> And, and luckily, I fell into the lap of uh, uh, an amazing human being, not only a great martial artist, but a great person uh, who I, I look up to with, you know, the same honor and respect as I do my own dad. And I've been, you know, uh, in a way, you know, married to him my entire martial arts career. I've studied with, with him and only him. Um, I have obviously studied other things and been to seminars and that type, that type of thing. But the relationship, uh, that goes with my sensei, which simply means teacher in Japanese is the same that he had with his and the same that his sensei had with the original founder of Ishinru, um, where, you know, that's your dedication. That's where it lies. And I was very lucky to find a, a great teacher and a great person to do that with. Now that you are a six-degree black belt, tell us what that means. I mean, because that sounds like I have a tan belt in McMap, which is the Marine Corps Martial Arts Program, which okay. is awesome. Like, yep. I, I am a killer, okay? Okay. Tan belt. I'm a green. It's, well, you know, I mean, tan belt is, you give it you give it to everybody. You walk on to right. the, the boot camp uh, parade field, you get your, or not the parade field, but, you know, yep. you, I'm a trained killer. That's what I think. <laughs> okay. Tan belt. All right. So tell us how, <laughs> tell us how uh, uh, American Ishinru uh, integrates into American lifestyle and how people identify the martial arts. Okay. So for me, uh, and for Ishinru in general, it's it's you know bad practice to make comparisons to other martial artists and other martial arts styles. It's kind of, uh, you know, doesn't carry forward with the, with the culture and philosophy and beliefs of, of where the martial arts really come from. Um, to me, uh, you know, being a six degree black belt carries a, a lot of responsibility. Um, and there are, you know, there are places where, you can go and pay and get a false sense of security to have a, a colored belt around your waist. And that's not really where the true meaning of a, a black belt lies. You know, from where I am now, after 25 years of study, it's really based on, you know, life experience, teaching experience, and being able to spread the benefits of the martial arts that I have learned to other students, other people. Um, and really how you use martial arts in your daily life. 
And this is one of the things about the, the VMAC program that I think is really important. As you guys know, as veterans, when a warrior comes home from battle, and that's what you guys are, you can't deny it, you're warriors. That's what you were trained for. Um, it's a difficult transition process that you have to come back into daily life. It's not like you just flip a light switch and turn off everything that you've learned and everything that you've trained and some of that that's instilled in you as a human being naturally. So the, the physical discipline, the mental discipline, and the spiritual discipline of the martial arts to me carries a very similar feeling and training to the military. Um, although I haven't served, I work out with plenty of people who have, uh, including my instructor, who is also a veteran. Well, Scott, thank you again for joining us. Uh, when we come back from the break, we're actually going to talk about a little bit more of of what the nonprofit of VMAT is and how we can uh, start to see veterans uh, utilize this technique or this this martial arts to better their lives here on the Veterans Impact Radio Show. Hey guys, this is Matthew with the Veterans Impact Radio Show. Have questions about your DD-214 or benefits? Email us. It's that easy at info at veteransimpact.com for more information. Hi, this is John with Indo Nashville, the premier co-working office space for entertainment industry entrepreneurs and professionals. Perfectly situated between Music Row, the Gulch, and downtown in the heart of Sobro, located at 632 Fog Street. Indo Nashville is three floors with over 11,000 square feet of co-working space, meeting rooms, and songwriting rooms. For information on Indo Nashville, go to IndoNashville.com. That's I-N-D-O Nashville.com. Souls for Souls, the Nashville-based nonprofit that collects and distributes shoes and clothing to people in need, is proud to sponsor Salute for Souls, a program designed to help veterans and their spouses start their own small businesses. Salute for Souls is similar to a franchise, but without the upfront cost of the veteran. Start your own business and help Souls for Souls wear out poverty. To find out how, visit soulsforsouls.org. That's S-O-L-E-S, the number four, S-O-U-L-S dot org. Souls for Souls. Murfreesboro Business Machine, your smart business solution. Locally owned, MBM has been solving business office issues for over 17 years. If your business needs to print it, copy it, fax it, scan it, or mail it, we can help. Call us today and speak with one of our friendly staff to get started on solutions for solving your business office issues. Find us on Facebook or mbmsmartsolutions.com. That's mbmsmartsolutions.com. Neither the United States of America nor the world community of nations can tolerate deliberate deception and offensive threats on the part of any nation. This is Jacob Schick with 22 Kill. Professor Ken McLeish from the Center for Medicine, Health, and Society at Vanderbilt University. This is Drew Hernandez from a combat veteran. I'm Max. I'm the creator of Terminal Land. This is Ryan Weaver, and you're listening to the Veterans Impact Radio Show. And welcome back to the Veterans Impact Radio Show. We are joined today with the baddest man to walk the face here, Scott Lombardo of VMAT, a six-degree black belt in Ishinru Karate. And we were just talking to him a little bit about his story and about why he fell in love with 
Ishinru and the idea of the discipline and all that he can do with it. Scott, thanks for joining us. <laughs> thanks, Zach. I'm trying so hard not to laugh right now. After no, no, it's okay. It's the okay. baddest yeah. man on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I know Matt told you he was a tan belt, and I don't like to brag. It's but, true. Uh, it's true. Um, um, I'm a green belt, which is two better. And, so, um, you know. yeah. Well, you just got thrown around in the sand pit a little bit more. That's all that happened. I mean, that's I mean, really all that equates to. I was going to say the interesting thing about that, too, is that even after 25 years of studying at, at my rank, it's just as simple for somebody to hit me in the head, walk up behind me and hit me in the head. And, you know, n- ninjas don't really exist anymore. So <laughs> I know the Steven Seagal era of life is a bygone way that we all wish we could have back. In my well, opinion. You, you know what? It's funny that you mentioned Steven Seagal, because I have to say, if you look back at all the martial arts movies that are you know, uh, what's the most real, uh, what's the most accurately depicted martial arts film. I got to tell you guys, it's, it's the karate kid. Really? It really really is. Yeah. I mean, it's everything about that movie depicted what the martial arts were really about that movie, uh, that style in that film originated in Okinawa, just like mine. And it really is accurate in its explanation of life balance of being able to training to fight. So you're confident enough that you don't have to. Right. And then making sure that everything in your life is in its proper place. Nothing, you know, no extreme highs, no extreme lows. And you're just kind of riding that line in the middle all the time. But you, you will run into the jerks like the Cobra Kai. Like of course. Of course. Yeah. Yep. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. No doubt about it. So I'll just say, you know, depending on there's, – there's so many martial arts, martial arts out there. There are so many uh, incredible athletes. Even now today, you know, the MMA creates some amazing athletes. Um, but what's missing from, from a lot of things, I think, not just in martial arts but in today's culture is the history and philosophy and culture that comes forward with, you know, a lot of different arts, whether it be martial arts or painting or, or anything you could look at. So, I mean, depending on what book you pick up on the history of martial arts, it's pretty commonly agreed that they found their way throughout the Pacific, um, you know, Asia Pacific area, uh, by a monk named Daruma Taishi who traveled to teach Buddhism and taught this physical form of exercise, believe it or not, so that people could meditate for longer periods of time without falling asleep. And that's where the martial arts originated. So that's what they should be teaching in these classes in the military. When you're sitting there all day long <laughs> watching these PowerPoint presentations, they should be teaching martial arts more. Yes. Yeah, if they're going to implement more classes in the classroom or more PowerPoint presentations, you need more martial arts. There you go. Okay. So tell us a little bit about uh, VMAT and how you've integrated the nonprofit and military um, or the military nonprofit with American Ishinru. So I've been living in New Hampshire about 10 years now. And, um, you know, there's 117,000 veterans in the state of New Hampshire, only which uh, 30,000 or so use the services of the uh, the VA. Um, a lot of independent organizations, volunteer organizations are out there to help 
our veterans and, you know, my goal with teaching martial arts was really to help spread that physical, spiritual, mental balance uh, into, you know, the daily lives of, you know, our soldiers that are coming back from from war and and have PTSD uh, or struggle with physical disabilities. And um, I was doing it for a while out of pocket on my own for a couple of years with some other veteran friends of mine that were also martial artists. And uh, a good friend of mine convinced me to that, you know, it was a, a valid program worthy of recruiting more students and um, wanted to help me start a nonprofit. And it kind of just about six a month, six months ago got started, took a while to set it up and get it going. Um, found a, a fantastic facility uh, with full handicap access that um, offered me their space uh, here in Portsmouth, New Hampshire on the seacoast. And I have to say it's a, it's a small program right now, but I do have hopes to grow it um, bigger in the state of New Hampshire and then eventually larger throughout the country um, with other Ishinru Karate dojos that I'm affiliated with through some different organizations. So how do you implement the, um, or how do you get veterans involved specifically? What, when they come to you with a, a disability, so let's just take post-traumatic stress. How do you, how do you integrate the teachings of American Ishinru into helping with post-traumatic stress? So a, a large part of the program um, is heavily involved in breathing techniques, decision-making skills, um, when to, you know, passively defend yourself, when to actively defend yourself. Uh, and a lot of what is involved in the martial arts is using your, your brain to control your body, not the other way around. And that philosophy of, uh, self-control to me is what really is the big factor on how to help folks with PTSD. Okay, so let's take it to another another aspect of disability. Say a veteran comes in with, uh, uh, say a double, ampu- double amputee comes in. How do you, I guess, how do you adapt the martial arts to a person that has no legs? Yeah, I, I love this question. So again, luckily for me, the instructor that I had um, and the, the black belt that I carry is very involved in teaching. Uh, and during my training, I was tasked with redesigning the Ishinru Karate system for a gentleman with a prosthetic leg from the hip down and a, a woman with no arm from the shoulder down. So I got to work with somebody with no limb and I got to work with somebody with a full prosthetic. Um, to me, that was a, a pretty incredible experience. Uh, the process of redesigning the system is really not to single those people out, but to integrate them into the group. And the three most important parts of the martial arts, of any martial art, are is balance, distance, and timing. So regardless of the technique that that person may throw with or without legs, okay, so they can't kick, that's fine, we're gonna substitute a punch. It's gonna go to the same target area. Or if someone without a left arm or without a right arm, you know, we're gonna have them substitute a kick for whatever punch that they can't throw with that area. Um, if they can't turn a certain direction, we'll have them turn another direction. But the point of it being the balance, distance, and timing is the same 
as any technique would be for somebody without a disability. So to integrate them into the group was an amazing thing. And to see the, the, the joy that comes with that and the satisfaction that comes with that uh, from somebody who you know, thought they could never study a martial art because they didn't have a leg. It's, um, I, I don't know, I can't even describe the, the feeling as, of an, as an instructor to see that happen, but to actually be the student is probably even more amazing. How is VMAT really focusing on the spiritual or the emotional growth of veterans after they've left the military? Great question. Um, I, there's a, I, I wish I had, you know, a solid answer on paper that was, you know, proven scientific fact for my particular style of, of karate, but I don't. But I, there, there's a ton of information out there about martial arts and about physical activity in general uh, and what a huge benefit that is um, to, you know, you know, exerting energy and being able to have an outlet for, uh, you know, for physical activity, which kind of calms the, calms the mind and calms the spirit and kind of brings all those things together. Uh, what I do want to share with you, though, is a, is a hundred plus year old philosophy of Ishinru Karate. And if you guys are cool, I'd like to read this to you. Absolutely. Okay. So the code of Ishinru, a person's heart is the same as heaven and earth. The blood circulating is the same as the moon and the sun. The manner of drinking or spitting is either hard or soft. A person's unbalance is the same as a weight. The body should be able to change directions at any time. The time to strike is when the opportunity presents itself. The eye must see all sides at all times and the ear must hear in all directions. So when I read that, okay, what I get from that as a beginning student is not the same as what I get from it, you know, f three years later, 10 years later, 25 years later, that those phrases kind of evolve into things that are much different. And what happens when you study a martial art is that when it starts, it's pretty much all physical. And as you begin to learn and you begin to explore and you begin to study philosophy and history and breathing and thought process, it really turns into something that is eventually uh, mental and a little bit later spiritual. And it brings all those things together where I have to say, you know, when I was younger, I was a pretty hot headed kid. And as I got older, I started to study martial arts and it brought me through you know, being really ill um, when I had cancer at a young age and was expected not to live, you, you start to realize that you have things in you, um, which I really refer to as the power of the human spirit, which I'm sure you guys are accustomed to as well as veterans, as sometimes you just got to call on yourself into a much deeper place than muscle. And that's really what Ishinru Karate is about. It's not always about you know, being the best fighter or being the, you know, the best soldier or, you know, being, you know, this perfectly Zen person, but it's about being the best person you can be all the time, treating people with respect and honor, uh, and really just always doing your best. 
Um, there's a there's a great phrase, a great proverb in in Japan, uh, and it's called "fall down seven times, get up eight. And to me, that is the essence of Ishinru karate. Every time you fall down, regardless of how bad it is, how bad you're hurt, what your thought process is, you get back up again. What are some of the things that you've learned from veterans? Because I, I, as a student, I'm guessing you are always learning. You, because of, of the way that you approach this martial arts, you are continuing to learn from the surroundings uh, that you've placed yourself in. So how are you learning from veterans to better yourself um, in association with your, your martial arts? Uh, also a great question. Uh, for me, um, to teach is to learn again. And we all as, you know, as, as brothers and sisters have something we can learn from each other, uh, all the time in just in life in general. And I think, you know, for me, the the best thing I get from teaching is that reciprocal spirit. I mean, it's a, it's a, to see the look on someone's face when they have a breakthrough, um, you know, to help somebody learn how to control their temper or control their anger, give them a, a, you know, giving them a safe place to, you know, a safe place to be a warrior, so to speak. Um, and it helps me, it helps me be a better person as well. You know, is that continue- where some of that, that one heart way plays into it as well? It is. So Ishinru, the name Ishinru, Japanese, translates in English as one heart way. Ish coming from Ichi, the number one in Japanese. Uh, Shin coming from the word Shinzo, which means heart. Uh, And Ru, which is way. Um, And again, it's just a, it's a, it's a path um, for life, not just for physical activity, not just for fighting, not just for um, you know, meditation. It's, I, I have people ask me all the time, you know, well, have you ever had to use, you know, karate in your, you know, it, throughout, you know, since you've known it? Well, yeah. And my answer is always the same. I use it every day. I use it when I'm having a conversation with my boss in my regular job, when I might be frustrated and I might, I might want to say something that I shouldn't. Uh, I use it in conversations with my Family, I use it in situational awareness, which is something that I teach as well, um, which I'm sure you guys are aware of situational awareness. Wherever you are, you need to be completely aware of what's going on around you at all times. And I'll give you a funny kind of anecdote. You know, when I first started dating my wife, we would go into a restaurant and I would always sit down first. And she would kind of, she would think that was kind of rude. And I'd be like, no, I'm like, no, no, no. I'm looking to protect you. I want to I want to sit in a place where I can see everything. I want to know where the exits are. I want to know where people are coming from. I, if there's a, a threatening gesture being made or if something happens when somebody comes in the front door, I want to be able to know and see everything that's happening. And once she kind of understood that, she's like, oh, I get it. I totally get it. Well, let's take that that idea and, and kind of expand upon it. Um, one of the things that I deal with, and I know Zach deals with as well, is hypervigilance. Is there a way to balance that hypervigilance with this martial arts uh, to where it's actually a productive activity? Yep, there is. I mean, it's it's a it's a proven fact. Um, you know, I could send you guys a list of links to you know uh, 
scientific observations of the benefits of, you know, sports and physical activity, martial arts on, you know, people with different issues from all walks of life. I mean, it is scientifically proven. Um, the way I'm doing it is just one way. You know, there's there's tons of other organizations, um, not only in New Hampshire, but everywhere that are, you know, donating and volunteering their services to veterans through, you know, yoga programs. Um, uh, you know, we have a, a local program here called Pets for Vets, where, uh, you know, pet adoption shelters adopt out animals to veterans. There's so many different ways to help. Um, and they all kind of end up down that same path of being, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually connected. Awesome. Well, Scott, when we get back, we'll talk a little bit more about VMAT and how people can be involved, how veterans can get start to get help here on the Veterans Impact Radio Show. Stay with us. Hey guys, this is Matthew with the Veterans Impact Radio Show. Have questions about your DD-214 or benefits? Email us. It's that easy at info at veteransimpact.com for more information. Yeah, uh, this burger, the kale chips are amazing. I, I, I have been, I have been to a lot of restaurants, but Zach, Zach Jenkins from Electric Slider, I'm telling you, by far the best I've ever had. You know, um, you could find out more about Zach and uh, Electric Sliders at electricsliders.com. But I'm telling you, yeah, I, I it's pretty amazing. Like, it's pretty awesome. Spent my life in the mountains of East Tennessee. Days on the farm, it just comes naturally. Welcome back to the Veterans Impact Radio Show. Scott, thank you for joining us today. Zach and I are, are ecstatic to have you on because it's it's something that veterans need to know. Veterans need to know that there are organizations or opportunities out there that aren't just opening a bottle and taking a prescription medication. And I think that's what VMAT is. So tell us a little bit more about VMAT and how we're actually going to start seeing uh, veterans helped with organizations like this. I, I love that analogy, Matthew. I really do. Um, you know, there's an old saying that laughter is the best medicine, but we could easily we could easily change that to martial arts is the best medicine. Um, so uh, here in New Hampshire, you know what I've been doing over the past few months since I've been uh, you know up and running as a, a nonprofit is I've been doing uh, some speaking seminars at, uh, you know, a brain injury seminar. I've been going to the local VA hospitals, the, uh, vet centers, some of the, um, armed forces, uh, career centers, and just speaking to folks about what we're doing and trying to get them, you know, interested. Um, I teach classes two nights a week, uh, or two days a week, Tuesday nights from seven to nine and Saturday mornings from nine to 11. I'm in an amazing uh, facility um, that is houses all nonprofits. It's a 94-acre facility with a huge compound of gymnasium and lots of other uh, breakout rooms. Full handicapped access, um, you know, locker rooms. It's, it's a, a, a great, beautiful 
place to to work out and study very comfortable for everybody what's the name uh, of that that place it, it, it's called the foundation for seacoast health in portsmouth new hampshire wow and um i originally started doing some seminars for them at their brain injury center and that had turned into you know a, a conversation that ended up with uh, with me bringing the program there um one of the other things i've done also to, to help bring in revenue and uh, bring in more veterans is that I know a lot of veterans come back and they're not always, uh, you know, close with other veterans. They may have friends, uh, and they may not be able to get there. So I opened up a buddy program, uh, which enables a veteran to sponsor somebody else to come into the program. So look at what that does right there. Well, you can't come to work out unless you're a veteran or if I'm a veteran, I can sponsor you. It's not the other way around. So there's a, there's a, a feeling of, uh, you know, camaraderie there as well. Yeah. So the veterans all study for free. It's a hundred percent free. They will never pay a dime for anything, not a book, not a pamphlet, not a uniform, not a belt, not a ranking test, nothing. They will pay nothing ever. As uh, all I need from them is a, a, a discharge number on a DD two fourteen, and they're good to go. Um, the buddy program, where you might go to a storefront martial arts studio and pay, you know, a couple hundred dollars a month. Buddy can come for fifty bucks a month, and all that money as well goes to the charity and helps support to pay for that veteran to study that they're with. Um, let me give you a, an interesting. Uh, you know, kind of breakdown of, of what donations can do. Yeah. So $25 donation, it, it gets a veteran into the program. It covers my, my cost to get them a, a pamphlet, the book that they need, um, and basically get them started. 50 bucks provides a high-quality uniform. $100 gives them a place to train for a week. That's what our rent is at this place for a week. Incredibly inexpensive. $250 is a lifetime of training materials, you know, sparring gear, um, you know, additional uniform when needed. I, this is just books, manuals, you know, philosophical study, uh, every, all the material that's necessary for that. Um, $1,500 pays our insurance for an entire year. So it's just, you know, costs are incredibly low, um, specifically so that the veterans have access to this program for free. What's the best way for people to get a hold of you, but also to donate? A couple of different ways. I have a website, of course. It is v-mat.org. So that's v-mat.org. Um, you can donate there. There's a donations page. It's uh, totally secure, PayPal, uh, any major credit card. Um, my mailing address is there as well. You can contact me through the phone number on the website, which is area code 603-334-9860. Or you can email me directly at info at v-mat.org. And that is uh, Facebook as well, v-mat slash veterans martial arts training. So I'm kind of all over the place. The word is really out. Um, Now for me, the goal is to recruit more students recruit more donations. And then also to get outside of New Hampshire and start offering uh, opportunities across the United States, right? Exactly. I mean, my goal eventually is to have a list of criteria um, that I can present to other Ishinru karate schools 
and that basically says, hey, if you meet this criteria, you can teach this program. I'll come in there, basically show them how to do it. Uh, and again, my goal for that is to fundraise enough, you know, nationally to eventually have this program be, you know, of a, a stature that it's noted and, you know, helps not just locally. But, you know, everything starts with one. And I got to start local. I'm starting in my own community, uh, in my own in my own home state, and then eventually trying to branch this out all over the country. Well, we're looking forward to uh, seeing you guys branch out across the United States because I personally would love to uh, to visit one of your dojos and, and take part in this program. VMAT, um, extremely important uh, organization to help veterans transition and also give them the strength that they need to be successful in life. Thank you so much, Scott, for joining us on the Veterans Impact Radio Show. Please let us know if there's anything that we could ever do for you and uh, also help you get the word out about VMAT. You can go to v-mat.org. That's v-mat.org to find out more information about Scott Lombardo and the VMAT um, American Ishinru Karate Organization. Thank you so much, Scott. Thanks for this opportunity. I appreciate everything that you're doing for the veterans, and more than that, I appreciate your service. Hey guys, this is Matthew with the Veterans Impact Radio Show. Have questions about your DD-214 or benefits? Email us. It's that easy at info at veteransimpact.com for more information. This is Jacob Schick with 22 Kill. Professor Ken McLeish from the Center for Medicine, Health, and Society at Vanderbilt University. This is Drew Hernandez from a combat veteran. I'm Max. I'm the creator of Terminal Land. This is Ryan Weaver, and you're listening to the Veterans Impact Radio Show. with a treacherous enemy, surrounded on all sides by snarling, razor-sharp fangs that stands ready to devour our young with an unprecedented and insatiable appetite. It lies in wait calling every man, woman, and child who hears its soul-thirsty scream. This enemy has no bounds. It foams at the mouth for our weak, but revels in the victory as it rips through the skin of our warriors. It disguises its blood-drenched coat with the words of poets and the promises of politicians. This enemy is not fearful of the dark, nor does it shun the light. It does not lurk in the shadows. It walks among us, often on our heels, but subtly clawing at our backs and caressing our throats, ready to attack. We've invited this enemy to dine in our homes, to care for our children. We've sat across from it on the subway, staring into its intoxicating eyes. It has solidified a place in our lives without as much as a whispered objection. It manipulates our minds into believing we are safe. We are secure. Its name is apathy. Apathy. 